Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. And so the title of today's message is Rich Towards God. Rich Towards God. We want you to quickly turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, and we'll start at verse 13. And so just to give you a little context. So in the beginning, there was, there was an argument over an inheritance. So the, the, the passage begins with an argument over an inheritance, and it ends with Jesus giving some significant words about our inheritance as well. Amen? And so he says, and one of the company said unto him, talking to Jesus, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. I'll say that to you again. He said, Master, talk to my brother that he divide the money with me, that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And then he said unto him, then he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness or greed, for a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things which he possesses. I want you to underline that. He said, he's telling us already what your life means. Your life does not consist of the abundance of things that you possess. Doesn't matter if you have a yacht. Doesn't matter if you have an airplane. Doesn't matter if you have the best Gucci shoes. It doesn't matter. He's saying that your life does not consist of the abundance of your possessions. And then he spoke a parable unto them saying this. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this is what I will do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all of my fruits and my goods. Now I want you to understand that this man was very productive. He had produced something that the Bible says that he brought forth a lot. Somebody say a lot. He brought forth plentifully and then he spoke to himself. What I want you to know is that we are always having a conversation with ourselves. He said, I, he said to himself, I am going to build greater. And then in verse 18, he said, this is what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns, build greater, and there I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. Verse 19, and I will say to my soul, so not only did he speak to himself, he spoke to the spiritual dimension of himself. He spoke to his soul. God, watch this. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take it easy. 
eat, drink. He wasn't drinking juice. Eat, drink, and what? Be merry. See, somebody got it already. But God said to him, you fool. This night, somebody say tonight. This night, your soul, the very soul that you spoke to, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then who shall all those things be which you have provided? Remember, he had a lot of stuff. He said to his soul, we're going to build even greater. And then Jesus gives us the lesson. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards who? Come on, I want you to get this in your spirit. So is he that layeth up treasure flow for himself but is not rich towards God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me hold your hand for this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a spirit of revelation. We pray, Holy Ghost, that you would teach us. We pray that you would give us insight. You, we pray that you would stir our spirit up. We pray, oh God, that you would lead us and guide us into all truth and show us the mystery and show us the reality of your word as to how to be rich towards you in the name of Jesus. We pray that this word would burn deep in our hearts in the name of Jesus as to how to be rich towards you. We remove every distraction. We remove every fear. We remove every anxiety. But we pray in the name of Jesus that you will settle us even now that we may hear your truth by the Spirit of the living God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, Jesus is telling us that, number one, that your life, no matter how much you have, it does not consist of the things that you possess. So I want you to make sure that you get that deep in your spirit that I don't care what you have, he's saying that your life does not consist or it's not made up of the abundance of what you possess. I don't care what degrees you possess. I don't care what schools you've gone to. I don't care how much you have in your 401k. I don't care if you have a hedge fund. I don't care about any of those things. He's saying that's not your life. In other words, your life is more than that. It's more than what you've earned. It's more than what you have stored up in your barns. And you know what barns you're talking He said, it's more than what you store up. Your life is more than that. Your soul is worth more than that. And he's saying that I want you to be rich towards God. Go ahead, go ahead, please. The, the, the flip side of that is that it's also not what you don't have. 
Yes. Because sometimes we think that what we don't have Amen. means that we're not rich toward God. Amen. But that's not true either. Amen. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yes. So I, I don't have the education. I yes. don't have the hedge funds. I don't, you know, maybe I, maybe I, uh, I failed so many times. It just seems so obvious. Maybe you're the person in the, in the household that they just say, yeah. will you ever get yourself together? You know, maybe your relationship didn't work out or you feel like you could have done something more about this child or that child. Whatever you tell yourself that's negative self-speak yes. does not mean that you're not rich towards God. It just means that you're telling yourself negative self-speak. Mm. You are still rich towards God. Wow, say that again. We just need to change our mind, that your mind, the mind of Christ. Yeah. When yeah. we assume the mind of Christ, That's good, then we'll realize that no matter what in the world, literally, it looks like we have or don't have, that we can still be rich towards God. Amen. 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 And so, and so one of the first things that we want you to understand is that you were, you were made in the image of God. That's right. You from were the from the beginning. So you were made in his image and his likeness. And when you were made in his image and likeness, God then blessed you. Yes. In other words, he, he already packaged you. It was an inside job. He already packaged you to be successful. Yes. So no matter what you might, no matter what you might not be manifesting now, you are already designed to be successful. And in fact, the Bible says that you are his workmanship. When you translate that word, that word workmanship means that you are his masterpiece. Yes, that's good. And when you I, they want me to say, the, the Bible says that, come on, mother, you got it already. The Bible says that you are his workmanship. Yes. And when you translate that word, that word workmanship means that you are his masterpiece. And a lot of times you, you might give up because he's still sculpting you. He's still chiseling you. He's still knocking off something off the edge. Hallelujah. But that's why, that's why you're on the potter's wheel. Yeah. So sometimes when you feel his pinch or you feel his tug, say to somebody, I'm on the wheel. Hallelujah. And the potter still has his hands on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because I'm his masterpiece. I'm not my own masterpiece. No, that's good. And that's I'm why, not my own masterpiece. And that's why the scripture says, when he talked about the will, that he maketh me as seemeth yes. good to who? To the, the potter. potter. Not as seemeth good to you. Yeah. Because you think you're not good because of some of the things that you thought you were supposed yeah, to have yeah, 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 or yeah. do or be. Yes. But when you're on the wheel, the scripture said, make it me as seemeth good to mm -hmm. the potter. The potter is in charge. Yeah. So you don't That's get to good. say whether you think it's a masterpiece or not. Some things got a little strip on it and they're selling it for a billion dollars. And you say, that's not a masterpiece. Right, minister? But you don't get to decide. Yeah. God said you're a masterpiece. And if God said you're a masterpiece, then guess what? You're a, you're masterpiece. a masterpiece. Somebody say, I'm a masterpiece. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how you, and so when you know, come on, say, when you know, when you know that you are a masterpiece, you can tap in. Somebody yes. say, I can tap in. Yes. I have, you don't have to, you don't have to fight to tap in. Why? No, no, no. Because he's giving you keys. You got to break in your own house. I got the key. I got the front door. I got the top lock. I got the bottom lock. I got the back 
door. I got a private door. I got all the keys. I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. You need to say it. I'm a masterpiece. You a masterpiece. You a masterpiece, Brandy. Watch this. Watch this. And that other word for masterpiece, Sister Beverly, is poetry. That means when your life is read of all men, it's a poem. It's, watch this, it's poet, Everett, it's poetry in motion. Yes. In motion. I'm in motion, say I'm in motion. I'm in motion. It's poetry, that's, that's why, watch this, that's why you can't stay still. That's why you gotta go. That's why you gotta move. Why, because you're, po you're poetry in motion. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes you might not know where to go, but you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to move. You got to move. You got to move. Why? Because your, your life's poem is to be read. Yeah, that's, see, see, that's the tragedy. Here's the tragedy. The tragedy is that you would die and nobody ever read your poem. Not Shakespeare's poem. Your poem. That's why you got to stay alive. That's why you're the living word. They, oh, God. To be read of all Amen. men. Amen. Your life Amen. is what we'll read. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's, watch this. That's why Pastor Hyacinth's life was so significant. No, 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 no. Let me say this to you. Because she was rich towards, towards God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Second, I think it, we, we had our first child in 2003. And then we got pregnant again. I felt like sometimes if I just rubbed her arm, we got, she got pregnant. And so, <laughs> and so I had a conversation with Pastor Hyacinth. I said, Pastor Hyacinth, Janine's scared. She said, what, my dear? I said, Janine's scared. She said, sit now, sit now, talk to me. I said, she wasn't ready to have another baby. She didn't want this right now. Oh no, my dear, tell her it's gonna be fine. Tell her it's gonna be fine. She called Janine and she said, Janine, you better have those babies now. Keep them as close in age as possible. And when they all got on the bus at the same time, not only did we shout hallelujah, but we called Pastor Hyacinth. She said, I told you to have those babies close. So, so we had we had, I'm talking about a mothering anointing. Yes. I'm talking about a mothering anointing, rich towards God. Come on, how many of you know we need mothers? How many of you know that part of the challenge that we have out here, we don't have mothers who stop you in your tracks and say something, in love of course, but say something. Yes. And so we had children, oh three, oh five, oh seven, and she told me you're not getting nothing else from me. And Pastor Hyacinth, she said, you did it right. 
She said, she said, because when you have them close together, you can bundle them all up, put them all in the back seat together, <laughs> send them all to school at once. And she said, you won't feel, watch this. She said, you won't feel like you're raising children all your life. Wisdom. Wisdom. The wisdom from a mother. Who are we, 26, 27, 28? We're young and crazy, right? We didn't know anything. (laughs) Thank God for her. Rich towards God. Here's another one. During the pandemic, everybody was struggling. I had some friends, we started a a fatherhood group. And we would all get online, it's maybe about 20 men. And we, part of our, part of our deal was we we believed that men were struggling around five things. A man's faith, a man's family, a man's future, a man's finances, and females. A man's faith, a man's future, a man's family, finances, and females. I called Pastor Hyacinth. I said, Pastor Hyacinth, we need your help. We need to know, I'm talking about rich towards God. We need to know, what do women want? I'm not gonna ask another man what women want. I'm gonna ask a seasoned woman, what do you want? Did she tell you? She did. <laughs> Brother Omar, I'll be, she would say, I'll be, I'm so excited to come on. I remember her getting on the Zoom. Jillian, Jillian, fix my camera. Jillian, fix my camera. So she gets on. And what she dropped on us, the weight of it. I mean, because we had everybody on there. You had lovers, you had money makers, you had cheaters, you had all of them on there. And she dropped to all of them. First thing she said. She said, I want you to know that women are this close to having a nervous breakdown. Most men don't even know it. They're this close. She said it's very close to having a nervous breakdown and men don't know it. Second thing she said, women need physical help with things. We need you to help us lift things. We need you to get the laundry basket. We need you to take the clothes upstairs. We need you to pick up the shoes. I mean, practical stuff. I'm talking about rich towards God. We need you to give us physical help. And food. Watch this, watch this. (laughs) Say that one again. Say that one again. And food. And food. (laughs) Third one, I mean, men were shocked. (laughs) They were like, my wife was depressed? My wife was dealing, didn't even know. She said, women are in a perpetual state of being tired. Some of the women like that, men. And we don't know it. We're like, what's wrong with you? We don't know it. So women are in a perpetual state of being tired. And then the last thing she told us was this. When you connect to a woman's children, you connect to a woman's heart. I'll say that to you again. When you connect to a woman's children, 
you connect to a woman's heart. We made all those men get their money together, give her offering. Bishop, she blessed us tremendously and gave us nuggets that not only reversed some things in the lives of marriages and the lives of relationships, but she gave us nuggets that changed the direction of so many people's lives. And so, come on, can we give it up for Pastor Hyacinth? Come on, we can do better than that. Amen. 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 Come on. A mother. A mother. Mother of Zion. Amen. Amen. We thank you for a life. We thank you. We thank you for a life. We thank you for the deposit. We thank you. We're great. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. 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 I want to show you something in, in Matthew uh, chapter 4. Mm -hmm. It's very important. And I want to show you how to lay up treasure in heaven. Matthew chapter 4, verse, start with verse 6. This is when the devil was tempting uh, Jesus. And I want you to know about this temptation because it's very important because it can knock you out of a position of being rich towards God. Verse 6, and he said to him, if you be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him in verse 7, he used the word, he used the word. Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Here's the final temptation that I want you to know. And the devil took him to an exceeding high mountain and he showed him something. I want you to understand this about Satan's strategy concerning your life. Part of his strategy is not only to say something to you, to make you doubt God, yeah. but it is also to show you something. The Bible said he took him to a high place an exceedingly high mountain, and he showed him. I want you to get it in your Bible. I didn't make this up. He showed him the kingdoms of this world. Mm, 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 mm. Somebody back there got it. He showed him the wealth of the world. He showed them the perversion of the world. He showed him the corruption of the world. He showed him all of what he could have, and you have to be very careful in discerning about what you allow the devil to show you, because he's going to show you something. That's part, of, yeah. that's part of his temptation, to show you the kingdoms of this world. Now remember, he's not going to show you the kingdom of God. He's going to show you the kingdoms of this world. Now watch this. 
He took him to an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all of these things will I give you if you will do one thing, if you let me take your worship. I'll give it to you. Now remember, it was plural, these things. He showed them all the stuff, showed them the money, showed them the women, showed them all of the stuff. And he said, all of this I will give you. Now it's interesting that he said, I'll give it to you. He had to be king of it if he was going to give it to him. So you got to be careful what you take. Got to be careful what you touch. He's giving you the warning, and it's really, it's really to get you in a spot, Everett, where you never embrace his kingdom. Show him the kingdoms of the world, and he'll never rule in your kingdom. But the reality is, at that point, it was yes. still his. Yes. It hadn't been redeemed yet. Yes. But at this point, it's ours. Yes. That's good words, Nene. At this point, it's ours, because word. when you look at the scripture, it says yes. in verse 8, the devil took him, showed him all the kingdoms and the glory of those kingdoms. So the, the glory, the, those kingdoms of darkness had glory. They have glory. Yes. That's why it's attractive to people yes. who don't have the light inside of them shining brightest. Or it's the attractive. Holy the Holy Ghost and or the power of the Holy Ghost. It says he showed them the kingdoms of the world and the glory of the kingdoms of the world. But there's a greater glory we're going to tell you about in the next couple of minutes. There's a greater glory. So yes, there was glory, but now what we have to know is what? He gave us the keys. Yes. We have the keys. Yes. That's why the earth is yours. Yea, the heavens, the heavens are mine, but the earth, the scripture says, have I given to the children of men. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I wanted you to see that. Can you please turn to Matthew, Matthew 6? Matthew 6, verse 19, very important. Teach you how to be rich towards God. We just want to lay this foundation for you. Matthew 6, verse 19. This is from Jesus' classic Sermon on the Mount. Are you with me? This is classic Sermon on the Mount, and he says this. Lay up for yourselves. Mm. I'm sorry. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Janine, can you quickly tell us why heaven is so significant for us as ambassadors and citizens? And then I'm going to tell them how to lay up treasures in heaven. Well, heaven is your original country. It's where you come from. Okay? Teach, please. You were born in the United States or in the islands or wherever you come from, in the earth. But you're, once you give your life to Christ, you receive your true citizenship yes. back again. 
Why? Because in Eden, we lost it when Adam fell. Yes. That's why Jesus is called the second That's Adam in mean. the scriptures. That's good. Because he came back, brother, to make sure that we received everything that was full lost rights. when Adam fell. So you get your full rights back. You are not a body. You are a spirit. You are made in the likeness of of God. How do we know we are a spirit? Because the scripture says we're made in the likeness of yes. God. Well, who is God? God is a spirit. spirit. Yes. That's what the Bible says. So if God is a spirit and I'm made in his likeness, my true self is a spirit. He's dropped an earth suit on me so I could legally operate inside the That's earth. That's good. That's good. Come on. But heaven is my home. That's the country you come from. And that's why you're an This is the constitution for that country. Mm. <laughs> and that's why. When you pass away. When you pass away, we say she or he went where? Back home. To the home country. That's our home country. And that's why you are an ambassador in the earth. Not a member. You're not a church member. <laughs> you're an ambassador in the earth. Mm. An, an ambassador am is somebody who comes to represent their country in a foreign land. Mm. So that's why this is not our home. We're merely ambassadors here. That's why you got to know what your assignment is and get it done. Yeah. Because you don't want to be called back home and you didn't get your work done. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love it. That's good teaching. That's good teaching. So get now, your work done, Omar. So get your work done. So now you have the context as to why Jesus was saying, seek the kingdom of God first. Because that's where you come from. Think about it. Think about how hard people fight to get citizenship. Yes. Oh, that's good. Whew. Think about people will come over in boats with their children, with nothing but water bottles, just to get citizenship. And, and Jesus says- And ahead, leave, ahead. and leave everything behind. Yes. Leave everything, we just talked yes. about the true riches. My, 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 When my. they come to seek citizenship, yes. we took our kids on a trip to <laughs> yes. Puerto Rico, yep. and we found some couple, they were a precious Christian couple that left everything and came to like, be free in Puerto Rico or something <laughs> together. It was beautiful, but they were doing these tours through, they found some um, rare path through the rainforest that took you to these, these beaches that most people never knew were there. Amen. So we're crazy, we're like, oh yeah, well show us. We wanna hike through the rainforest <laughs> and find it, right? Got the whole family, they take us through these trails. I mean, what we saw was amazingly gorgeous. But when we got to the one landing on this beach, there was a gigantic, it was big. It was, a, yeah, it it was, was at least as big as this entire first section right here, if not larger. And it was just there on the, on the sand. And when we looked inside, Close. it was an experience like yeah. what people say they feel when they go through where the middle passage occurred in Africa. You could feel you could feel what happened. That's how yeah. serious. Yeah. When you step into a space and you, and you feel like something happened there, yes. you yes. know, we've all had that experience. Baby clothes, adults' ch clothes, children's clothes, men, women, 
water bottles, food, yes. whatever they needed to make the voyage. But they left it and they told us that they, the people ran up this grassy Ew. mountain because they needed to get right across the border or right across the line. That's how serious it is that you would leave everything to get citizenship Absolutely. in a place where you and your family could have a better home. That's how seriously we need to be working. That's yes. why we witness. That's why we go out. Yes. That's why we read yeah. our scriptures. We're literally working to save others. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're here. Yes. Yes. And that's why he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures on the earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Watch this. Give you number one. Every prayer you pray. Mm, that's good. God. Come on. Is an investment in heaven. Yeah. Every, every I'll say it to you every again. Prayer. Every prayer you pray is you laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's good. Psalm 56 says, he said he holds all of our tears in a bottle. Every people, people who people who've moved to the dimension of weeping prayers. Yeah. All of those prayers are held in heaven. That's God, right. I hope you. That's right. Every prayer that you pray is, in, is you laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Heaven said, I'll take it. Mm. Heaven said, I'll take it. You pray for your father, I'll take it. Yeah, you pray on, for your neighborhood, on. I'll take it. Yeah. You pray for your brother, I'll take yes. it. You pray for your cousin, I'll take it. Yes, you pray for your grandchildren, I'll take it. Heaven takes all your prayers. All of them. And God says, every prayer you pray is an investment in my country. Amen. Oh, did you get it? Come on, somebody talk to me and say amen. Watch this, watch this. Every act of witnessing Ah, yeah. God, yeah, yeah. every act of witnessing is you laying up treasures in heaven. In other words, I want you to think of it like this. Think of it, if, if you have like a, uh, if you have a bank account or if you have any investments, they send you a monthly statement. <laughs> That's good. God, what I'm saying to you is heaven is keeping an account. <laughs> Kevin has an account. That's why you, when you, when you, when you die, you're going to give an account. Because mm. heaven has an account. Heaven is recording. And that's why we got to know how to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. So every time you make a decision, somebody say make a decision. Make a decision. Every time you make a decision to be a witness, heaven says, I'll take it. Yes. Yes. Heaven said, put it in Janine's account, put it in Bishop's account, put it in Elder Duckett's account, put it in Sample's account, put it in John's account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every witness, I'll put it in your account. Remember you were at Chew and Shelton, Benny? Stand up, Benny. Benny was on Chew and Shelton. Last week, I watched this precious woman go up to people at Chew and Shelton one by one and witness. Yeah. And she said, Omar, they're getting saved. They're giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Heaven said, I'll take it. In fact, heaven will give you the grace to do more of it. Watch this, where your treasure is, there will your heart be as well. Every act of 
of mentoring and discipling somebody is laying up treasures in heaven. Every act of mentoring young men or mentoring people who are married or mothering people, heaven said, I'll take it. You're laying up treasures in heaven. Every act of obedience, every area in your life where you have obeyed God, whether it was putting up your home or giving money, God said, I'll take it. That's treasure in heaven. Everyone, and watch this, he says, I'll never forget your offerings. See, God don't forget, man will forget, but God says, I got you. You have to live with a, a consciousness, you like that bishop? A consciousness that God is recording. Not in judgment, but as a father, I got you son, I got you daughter. I got you, son. I got you, daughter. I, watch this. When you do what he tells you to do, he'll give you grace for that other stuff. He'll, in fact, he'll say, you ain't even got to work that out. You don't even have to figure that out. I'll take care of it for you. Why? Because you laid up treasures in heaven. Every act. So when, you, we're, when we're talking about prayer, yes, witnessing, Mentorship. You got three right there yes. of ways that you can be rich towards God. But here's the thing. He's also rich towards us when yes. we're rich towards him. Mm. So there's this beautiful synergy. I'm rich towards him. He's rich towards me. He's even rich towards us when we're not rich towards uh, him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So first, mm. Colossians 1.27 talks about the riches That's of good, the glory of the mystery. That was among the Gentiles. So here are two other ways we want you to get down how God is rich towards you. You got three ways. Now, how is how I'm sorry, how you are rich towards God. We have three ways we can do that. How is God rich towards us? Philippians 419. I'm not going to read all of them, but for my note takers, Philippians 419. How is he rich towards us? Philippians 419. He supplies how many of our needs? All our needs. According to what? So if he's supplying your need according to his riches, do you ever have to worry about your needs being supplied? He said, how many of the houses and lands is his? All of it. All of it. So think about the source that you're connected to. That's why you don't have to want for any good thing. 1 Timothy 6.17 tells you he provides you with everything to enjoy. That's how the scripture says it. So he gives you not only what you need, but he gives you some things just to enjoy it. First Timothy 6, 17. Oh yeah, you're one of, he's one of my things that God has given me to enjoy. I'll take it, I'll take it. It's a good thing. Is it? Yes, you are, yes you are. You counted in the earth too, Woo! husband. Thank you. Thank you. You counted in the earth Thank too. You. Ephesians 1, 15 mm. through 18. He wants to open the eyes yes. of your heart. Mm. Pray this for yourself. Pray yes. this for your family. That's good, Nene. He wants to open the eyes of your heart. Why? So that you can know the hope of his call. So that you can mm. receive the riches of his glory and glorious inheritance. Mm. He wants you to know it so that you can receive the hope of his calling and that you can know what the riches of his glory and glorious inheritance 
are for you because the inheritance includes some specific things. Yeah. And you'll see with those, there's six things. Yes. When you read verses 7 through yeah. 14 yeah. in Ephesians 1, you'll see what those six things are. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That's why when you pay your tithe, mm -hmm. you obligate God to take care of you. Yeah. I'll say this to you again. When you pay your tithe and give your offering, you obligate God to take care of you. Why? Mm -hmm. Because your tithe is a kingdom tax. He says, render unto Caesar what Caesar's and render unto God what's God's. So when you put that money in that envelope, you become a tax paying citizen. And if you are a tax paying citizen in America and they don't come and pick your trash up, the first thing you'll say, wait a minute, I pay my taxes around here. I want something to be done. How much more, how much more, how how much much more, more? in the kingdom of God you can stand on it and say, wait a minute, I'm a tax paying citizen. I want this cleared out. <laughs> Yeah, tell them what you want cleaned up. I want my house cleaned up. I want my house cleaned I want up. My, I want my son saved. Yes. I want my grandchildren. My I want God, all of on. my children tell to be taught of the Lord. Lord. Why? Because I'm a tax-paying citizen. I don't have to settle for the doctor's yeah. report that told me yes. that I had a few more months to live. I'm a tax-paying citizen. Mm, I can mm, get mm. all the people yes. of God to begin to pray yes. and sing and come mm. to him so that I can live and not yes. die and declare the works of the and Lord. when you do that, he's obligated. That's why he said, prove me. I dare you to try yeah, me. that's good. I dare you to test your citizenship. Yeah, and see. I, I dare you to see the good. I dare you yeah. to try me right here. Why? Because the kingdom of the world, they hung up on that. They'll say, I'll never do that. I'll never pay that. I'll never give that. And God says, I want you to do what they would never do. Yeah. And I want you to do what they would never do, and I'm going to show you I'll take care of you. That's right. How? How? No that's, why we, that's, why, that's why the scripture says in Mark 4, <laughs> it says the kingdom of God is like a man that plants seed and he can go to sleep. When you know how to plant good seed, you can rest. Woo! You can, watch this, rest. Mm. You don't have to live in anxiety. Now watch what the master says. He says, how the seed will come up, we knoweth not how. Watch this. When you have a knoweth not how in your life, how'd you get here? Ooh, that's good. We knoweth not how. <laughs> how'd you get back from foreclosure? We knoweth not how. I thought you lost your mind. We knoweth not how. Yeah. I thought you were dead. Yeah. We knoweth not how. How'd your children get saved? We knoweth not how? How are you in your right mind? Hallelujah. We knoweth not how. How are you still standing? We knoweth not how. How are you on the magazine cover? We knoweth not how. How'd you pay for that? We knoweth not how. How'd you get the promotion? We knoweth not how. That's why God is constantly saying, if you would only trust me, if you would only believe me, he's not angry with us, he's more so disappointed because he knows what he put in you. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he put in you. 
See, when you've trained your children, when you've raised them up, and when they, when they, when they turn a different way, you're disappointed because you know what you put in them. And that's why he said in Luke 12, he said, fear not, fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to trust me. Don't be afraid. He says, fear not. Why? Because it's your father's Good it's your father's. See, see, God the Father won't be silent on you. Yeah, it's yeah, your yeah. father's good pleasure yeah, yeah, yeah. to do what? To give, give you God. Yeah, yeah, God. That's how much he loves you. Hallelujah. You can't love somebody and not give them anything. To give you the kingdom. To give you your what? Your birthright. Your privileges. What you've had in the beginning. He says, it's your father's good pleasure. It's his heart yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Janine, God the Father won't be silent on you. No. It's the same thing you wanted from your father. Yeah, you yeah. said She said to her father when she was growing up, why won't you say something to me? I've gotten all A's. I've graduated number one in the class. I've gotten a full scholarship. I want you to say something. I am telling you this. When the spirit of the Father moves on men, the first thing he will have you do, say something. Yes. Say, affirm me. Here it is, here it is. Hebrews 1.3 says, he holds the universe by the word of his power. Yes. He holds the universe by the the word word. of his power. And watch this. You can be held together by a word. That's good. By a word. That's why he says, that's why he says, he says, give me a garment of praise Mm -hmm. for a spirit of heaviness. I'll trade you. I'll trade you. A I'll word, trade you. Janine, watch this. Yeah, a yeah. word. Yeah, give it when to you, me. When you, when, you, when you speak a word, a word, a word puts a garment on yeah. you. Yeah. That's why when I tell her every day, I love you. You're beautiful. I'm for you. You're the wife of my youth. What am I doing? I'm putting a garment on her. But you gotta, in order to receive the word, yes. you gotta trade off yes. what you're wearing. Yes, my That's God. That's why he said, you give me that word. You give me your spirit, your garment of heaviness. Yes, that's right. Give it to me. That's right. Janine, you're beautiful. That's right. Janine, you're beautiful. Janine, I love you. Janine, you're the wife of my youth. Janine, I'd marry you again. Janine, I'd do it again. And I'm giving up. My My father didn't say this. My mother didn't do this. I didn't get this done. You can't have both of them on at the same time. Because you're living this. Oh, I never had a father. I experienced rejection. No. Oh, I never. Take it off. Oh, I never. Oh, I never. Oh, I never. Oh, I never. You gotta give back the stuff you don't want so you can receive what you're saying you need. And you gotta get to a point where you say, so what? So what? Yes, that All things become new. All things become new. That's why, that's why I'm saying to men, I'm saying to fathers, because sometimes when we talk to men, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. Let's start here. I love you. I'm for you. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah. You did well. Amen. See, I had, watch this. I had a, my father died when I was 36. I had enough of my father to be able to go on. Yeah. God, don't hear me. I had enough of him. In other words, he made enough of a deposit. It was enough word. It was enough affirmation to say, move forward. Move forward. Take care of your mother. Take care of your brother, take care of your sister, and raise your family. And as he makes you wealthy 
and rich towards him. Watch this. It's enough for more people. It's enough for more people. Because it can't, you can't be in God and it just be for your four and no more. He's too big for that. He, 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 he's always stretching yeah. you. Oh, you in my word. Enlarge. Man. Come on. Enlarge my what? All right. We're going to end it here. Because we can talk to y'all all enlarge day. Enlarge my what? Enlarge my tent. Ten, Janine, this, this is a word Janine, that the Lord this, gave us. Janine, Isaiah 54. Go. Why? Why did it hurt you so bad when you did not hear the affirming voice growing up of your father. He gave it to your brother, but he didn't give it to you. Well, he, he did what he could do for me. So that's one of the things we got to understand. My, my father's superpower was that he was there for us. He was there. But when it came to giving that extra reach mm. for me, mm. I think it had more to do with the way that I had leaned into God at a young age and him not knowing how to handle me in that space. Sometimes when you're reaching in, when you're going deeper, faster, harder, people don't know how to deal with you, even if it's your family. Mm. And so I appreciated my father for being there. And in hindsight, which they say is 2020, I realized that he did what he knew to do. And in the same way Amen. that Pop Barlow had given enough with what God had given me straight from being in his presence and pressing into him as a young person and from what my dad had given me, what God allowed me to be able to see Amen. shortcomings and all, it was enough. But watch this. This is what he did. A prayer that I prayed for my brother, who I love dearly, he's four years younger than I, brought me my husband. He that layeth up treasures. Because I was laying up treasures. Every prayer, every witness. Okay? And so I prayed a prayer for my brother. When I got to college, I said, oh, Lord, this is, this is a lot. And I can see how my very charismatic, handsome brother could get in a lot of trouble in this type of situation. <laughs> so four years before you get to college, brother, I'm going to start praying for you. And I did that. I prayed fervently for my brother. Mm. And when my brother stepped foot the first day on campus, four years after I've been praying for him for four years, who's the first person that my brother met? And I didn't know her. I didn't know him either. And who wants to know their little brother's friends? <laughs> but as the years passed on, we'll tell you the story later. But that's a perfect example of how your treasures in heaven can be stored up for you. Yes. Literally, the intercession for my brother brought me into a relationship with one of the most extraordinary people you will ever meet. If you know him, you better love him and know Amen. that what you see is what you get. Amen. And so not only did that happen, but here's the next dimension. I didn't forget what I was telling you about my father. What was lacking for me in that relationship was restored in an instant through Omar Barlow. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Wow. We know if not how. We know if not how. I'm done. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else to say. You can't wow. be done yet. Okay, okay, one more scripture. Isaiah 54, please meditate on this. So if you know us, we pray about everything and we feel like we can't move right when we haven't heard from God. And so we were saying, Lord, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying about about the gathering? What are you saying for this next level for new covenant? What are you saying? And here's where he took us. Isaiah 54, sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry how? Aloud. There comes a time when you're moving into another dimension where it takes a sound. It's a sound. It's a sound that's going to push you in. You won't get to this next level being quiet. Cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Verse 2. What do we need to do? Enlarge, enlarge, enlarge. What does it mean? It means there are boundless riches. It means there's no lack. Enlarge. What does it mean? It means there's no either or, but we're moving into a phase of both and. What does it mean? More than enough. It means no limits. It means that we're pushing into finding him out. It means that we're enlarging the place of thy tent and letting them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. We're moving into an enlarging season. That's why we have to understand how God is rich towards us and how we can make sure, like our dear Pastor Hyacinth and our amazing Bishop Granham, mm. that we remain rich towards God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Listen, if you want to be saved this morning, just run up here. Hallelujah. It's just, it's such an anointing that if you want to be saved or recommit your life to Christ, just run up here. Draw by your spirit. No man come to the Father but by your spirit. But if you want to be saved, just run up here and say, I want to surrender my entire life to Jesus Christ. If you want to join this church, if you're saying, I want to join New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, run up here. That's how the spirit is speaking right now. Just run up here. Those of you that are online, there's a message out there. You can text your decision to the number that is on the screen. But we know that God is good. And it's his goodness that draws you to him. If there's anyone this morning that's saying, man, I want to be saved. I want my sins to be pardoned. I want to be forgiven. And I want to start my life anew. If that's you, please, I welcome you up here this morning to make that decision. Amen. 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 We bless God. We bless God. We bless God. Come on, give God another praise for everything that he has done. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church/giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. 
Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.